Hope FM, your community radio station. So back to get into my second charity showcase for today on the afternoon show. And I'm joined by Vivian Allen, who's the founder of Dorpep, which is the Dorset Parent Infant Partnership. There you go, Vivian, how are you? Hi, Andy, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's fantastic to see you in your showroom. Amazing, amazing having you here. Um, let's get straight into it. Um, what made you start up the charity back in 2017? Uh, it was really rooted in three core um, threads, as it were. One was um, my lived experience. So as a parent, I'd really struggled. There'd uh, been quite a lot going on in our household and we hadn't had the right, I felt was the right support for us. Um, and so as a result, um, of that, I went into counselling, found that really helpful and then got very interested in looking at the correlation between what goes and happens in people's very early lives and how that formulates potentially the trajectory for the lifetime. Um, a lot of research, um, a lot of more research became available and um, there's now solid evidence with neuroscience around the importance of the first 1,001 days. And it was that culmination with the movement of the first 1,001 days in Parliament that really thought, yeah, this is something which we, we can do here in Dorset. It's going to be so valuable to the families across the county to be able to have that best start in life for their little one. So that 1,001 days you speak of, that was something that was like kind of backed up by uh, researchers and it was something that was studied upon and they, like you said, it was something that became a spoken about thing so that people will start thinking wow we need to we need to do something and give some kind of special support to parents for those days yeah absolutely I th- it's um it's never one thing that makes a decision but actually it was some work by a lady called susan gerhardt is a book called why love matters they started a neurobiology started to become a, a sort of um an area field of development itself yeah as did very early childhood development. And I guess the more we know, the more we know. And um, the benefits of that, looking at how the brain is formed in that first 1,001 days being so critical to the early pathways, which then set trajectories for the lifetime. So in your case, was it, were you a single parent or was it, did you have a partner at the time when you, when you found it for your child? Yeah, I was uh, I was married um, at the time. I had my two children, but as a consequence of multiple factors, many of whom, which I now know are risk factors to the caregiving relationship, we didn't make it as a family. So I raised the uh, the children predominantly, um, and their dad was involved, um, and it's. It's been difficult to navigate. They're grown ups now, um, twenty two and twenty six. Um, we're still all very much working on on those relationships. Wow. So you've definitely had that experience then to then go into the work you do now, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my personal lived experience, but also working with over hundreds and hundreds of clients over a decade of working as a counsellor and psychotherapist. Whenever I track into okay, what was going on in your early life, there's usually something happening there which has sort of set up a pattern. And quite often we operate in a way that's unconscious. And one of the beautiful things about counselling and psychotherapy is bringing that unconscious to consciousness so that we then act from a point of choice. Um, Sometimes we respond to things. We don't even know why we're responding. But if we can get to the point of choice, we then have a chance to change those patterns and to improve things for our future. So do you help um, partnerships then, like say a couple are together, they're having problems, do you just put people help within that kind of situation as well and bring them back together? Yeah, so what's really unique about DORPIP is we're a parent-infant relationship service. So we want to advocate for the infant who hasn't got the words. We want to help parents to be able to 
uh, interpret what their infant's saying and what their infant's experience might be. So really, um, the psychotherapy being, parent infant psychotherapy being one of the one of the services that we offer. But in that particular situation, our patient, as it were, is the relationship between the parent and the infant. And so what we're looking at, there may be factors going on in the parents' lives that are impacting their ability to hold their infant in mind, to be to attend to their infant's emotional needs. No, not for any fault of the parents. It's just that when our heads are full, it's really difficult to hold the space for someone else. Yeah. And it really does matter to our little ones. So since you began this, um, has the need for what you do increased over the time? I think since the pandemic, if we'd have been having this conversation pre-pandemic, I don't think you and the audience listening would pre- be able to understand mental health and well-being as easily as we do now. I think that we're all much more aware of res- emotional resilience and how being under stress for a prolonged period of time, whatever that stress is coming at us, whether it's externally or whether it's a combination of factors in uh, our social environment, um, it really does impact how we feel and our ability to be able to function. And what are all the services you offer then? If a family comes to you, actually, first of all, how is a family referred to you? Can they just come to you or are they referred to you by someone else? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I, when I founded uh, Dorpit was really important to me was that parents could self-refer because um, sometimes you know, from my own personal experience, but also knowing from the experience of clients who come to us and people I meet when we do it, um, events, saying that you're not that you're struggling as a parent is quite a hard thing. One um, in the lockdown, funnily enough, um, there was a big survey done across nationally, and one of the biggest things that parents says they feared being judged. So parents can self-refer, but also we want to work with local authorities and with health um, because they also come across parents who are, are, are struggling, who might be be able to benefit from our range of services. So the first service that we offer, which is universal, and therefore it means it's open to anyone, parents can self-refer, they can be referred by their GP or health visitor or social worker, are our online courses. And we have one specifically aimed at antenatal and just past birth um, for both parents can attend. And that's really, we're not so much focused on the physical delivery like you might be with antenatal courses, but we're really focusing on what's the emotional transition? What are you going to be like as a parent? What's your imagination of being a parent? What what challenges might come up? You mentioned couples. You know, what's the change in dynamics going to do to you as a couple? How are you going to navigate that? Um, and we also have one that's specifically aimed at dads. Um, so um, we re- really want to put that space there. So it's uh, dads and male carers um, because we know that lots of services are aimed towards the birthing partner and the infant. And sometimes dads can feel left out of that picture, particularly if there's been birth trauma. Um, and particularly um, if, again, they are struggling, but want to put on that brave face um, don't necessarily want their partner to know exactly how much they're struggling because it is about a transition <laughs> you know there's nothing more complicated than become a parent and they don't babies don't come with a manual everyone's individual and I guess it's helping parents to see that infant as an individual um, which gives them the joy in parenting yeah well that sounds like a lot of information but um I think you're right because I remember when my son was born um I just remember seeing my son um, when he went into, first of all, they put him into an incubator and the the range of emotions I, I felt just from looking at him mm-hmm. from, a, from a male perspective. Anyway, I mean, it was just like 
so full on um you know to say male to female could be different or that male maybe some males maybe don't feel the same way about their children or there's because i've heard you know you kind of hear that kind of thing sometimes like um um the how the how it's different from men to women but for me personally i wow that that emotion was the biggest mm. and rawest emotion mm. i've ever mm. felt yeah i mean dads is a big campaign for this year and that's a myth i really want to bust i don't think it is any different for dads i think that you know women go through a physical change yes but actually the emotions we all have are universal and it, it no one person's experience is it was greater or lesser than the other it's about what you're feeling and how what you've experienced impacts you and your ability to be present for your infant and that varies depending on your own background and you know we see it even if like you you know some children get a bump they get up they run off some other children get a bump they need a hug they need to sit on someone's knee there's no right or wrong there it's just the way we respond and i think that's what's really important is being able to provide a safe space where males and females um can um i talk about their experience um talk about how they're feeling and a safe space so that they can feel heard and understood hope fm your community radio station and we're straight back into the charity showcase uh, the second one for today it is Dorpip Dorset Parent Infant Partnership and I'm joined by Vivian Allen uh, so um, current needs of the charity Vivian now what kind of needs do you have is it funding needs is it volunteering what are you after well this year is a really exciting year for us um I've got a very ambitious plans and our main thing is we want to do community fundraising. I've mentioned, you know, post, we're post lockdown well into that now. And one thing which we haven't really brought back, um, we've brought some classes back online um, from online onto uh, into present, but we haven't actually brought that whole community with us. So we really want to engage the community in a big way. And my ambition is to have a hundred places. So either teams or individuals who all pledge to raise a thousand pounds, which would give us a hundred thousand pounds which we need really much for this service and um to run those events starting sort of around now right through to the end of august because in august we want to have in september sorry i want to put together a showcase a montage of all those efforts and display them in a big dinner and a celebration uh because we would have been going six years by then and um So do you have that many people already following you so that you could do that? Yeah, we're looking to... We haven't actually launched the campaign yet because we're still sort of formulating it, but that is the plan. And it would be... People would be able to sign up through local giving, like you would if you were going to do a marathon, say, for Macmillan. The same sort of thing for for Dorpit. We'll have um, pages which people can have their own individual team efforts. So, you know, you might decide to run 10K or get people to sponsor you equally you might decide to have a buggy stroll or a, so have you got all the resources set. available so that if someone wanted to do a marathon for example yes. you'd give them all the kind of logo and stuff absolutely. like that absolutely so we're putting together as a uh, as a fundraiser pack so there'll be t-shirts and water bottles but also most importantly all the promotional materials so we can promote for you we've got really active social media particularly on instagram um so we can keep promoting for you as well and celebrating with you as you do your achievements so that's really good 
Yeah. So 100 mm. people to get, is it 100 people said? 100 people, well, or, in, or teams. So you could enter as a team. Yeah. You do, it's depending on what you want to do. Some people like doing things individually, don't they? Yeah. And other people want to do things as a, t- as a team. It can be good fun. But again, like if you were going to enter one of those big marathons you, for a charity place, you'd have to pledge to raise sort of two and a half thousand pounds. So we're just asking people to pledge to raise a thousand pounds because then we kind of know where we're headed. And and I founded the door pit right at the beginning. We had seed funding as part of that national research. Uh, I ran the service with uh, under £40,000 the first year. And we served about 10, uh, 20 families altogether. This year, we will serve 600 families across Dorset. Wow. Um, the knock-on effect of that, of siblings and the wider community is huge. So, obviously, the community has grown a lot, so of our funding requirements. So, yeah. And if someone wanted to volunteer, is that an option for them? Absolutely, yeah. So, we've got a fantastic... I've realised I'm giving lots of information here to the listeners. So, please do head to our website, which is Dorpit org.uk and you can find a volunteering page there so you could sign up to volunteer assisting at some of our infant massage classes which are beautiful practice and um or uh, getting involved if maybe some people have skills sometimes with um they have skills and we don't need to have a you know big time commitment it can be just a small project putting some helping us putting something together so yeah and do you work out of a one location then, not one set location, or is it all all, all over Dorset? We cover the, the entire county of Dorset because we have the online resources um, and we have teams spread as far north as sort of Sherbourne and near Yeovil and then across to um, New Milton. Um, so, and we, in person, like the uh, the groups that we run in person, they are in Bournemouth, Christchurch and Poole and in Dorchester. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Vivian. Um, Please, again, shout out your website and social media details so people can join if they want. Absolutely. So its website is doorpip.org.uk and we're on Instagram as doorpip. Amazing stuff. Well, continue the work you're doing. Um, Shout out to all your volunteers that are already there. um, And let's pray that you get the 100 people signed up to that as well. Is that something that you're going to do soon? Are you going to make like a a promo for it to shout out? Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to get that all together. But in the meantime, if you're interested, just head over to our uh, our website, to the volunteer page and register your interest there. And we'll be in touch as soon as we've got those promo packs ready. Amazing stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on the Afternoon Show. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Hope FM, your community radio station.